speaking of, uh, that'll be the first thing that you hear is speaking of. So uh, speaking of Sisters of Mercy, why didn't you go? Um, well, I hadn't seen them, but uh, there's so many shows going on. Most of the shows I'm seeing, there's shows I'm going with my son. There's only so much dough to go around. So, And really, Andrew can't sing anymore. He doesn't play an instrument. So it's essentially none of the other people were in the band back in the day. So it's like a cover band with a guy that wrote the songs walking around, you know, sort of singing in his uh, smoke ruined voice. Yeah. So I just, you know, passed. Yeah, that's what happens. Like when there's so many shows at the same time, you know, people of our age are like, okay, well, you know, I have to prioritize like what do is my cat meowing so loud? <laughs> um, you have to like prioritize, you know, because everything is just like, well, I like you said, you broke it down like that, you know, you mm, broke it down you like know. that, where it's like, you know, realistically, it's like X, Y, and Z. And uh, do I really need to go to this? You know, it's uh, that's just the way it goes. So, yeah, hey, listen, if it was in Patchogue, I probably would have, I probably would have slept the uh, 10 minutes. Was it the like King's Theater? Yeah. Which yeah. is a beautiful looking place and stuff, but I'm like, eh. Never, you... you know, the shows cost a lot right now, so it's just like even more so that I have to be like, eh, let's, I'm just not going to get that I, one. I just went there for the first time ever. Like, yeah. I just went there to go see the Flaming Lips, and uh, wow. Uh, mm, I heard it's beautiful. Holy shit. It doesn't even make sense. Like... <laughs> I can't even imagine like what the rent is there. Like, you know, I'm like looking at yeah. like, you know, it's on Flatbush Avenue, which always reminds me of two things. Uh, Farragut, mm. Farragut Road, which is always shouted out by nonfiction and the boys. Well, you know, by right. nonfiction gore bill. Uh, and also when uh, Chris Rock was doing his comedy routine, he's like, I don't care if I sell Russian tanks on Flatbush Ave. I'm not fighting. You know, uh, yeah. the theater is amazing on like I just couldn't. I don't know. It was like I got pretty floored by it, to be honest with you. And uh, we went to go see the Flaming Lips. Uh, luckily, we we know someone. So they gave us some passes and the passes came with. Um, I guess there's like a section called the ambassadors yeah. section where you don't wait online for drinks or bathroom. You like, you have your own private shit. And then there's like mm -hmm. a room where you hang out away from, from everyone where they give you like free shit, like food and stuff. Yeah. Like you're just there hanging out. And I'm just like, wow, this is now you're talking. I would never pay for it. <laughs> I, oh, I hear just, you. I would just sit with my regular ticket. I don't give a fuck, but like, you know, when yeah. in when in Rome, um, it was cool. It was just it was a really good experience. We sat up, uh, and uh just the landscape of it all was just great. So Yeah, next week I got the cure on Tuesday and I got uh Les Claypool's Flying Frog Brigade and um at Westbury Music Fair, whatever the fuck it's called now. I haven't been there. That's that's how long since I've been to that place. Oh, okay, called something yeah. else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow. In the round know? there. Yeah, in the round. So I saw, I saw. Um, the last time I was there, I saw. Um, what's the fucking Beach Boy? Mike Brian Will. Wilson. Brian Wilson. Oh, the good one. Yeah, <laughs> the talented one. Yeah, so he was there, and it was like, uh, it was interesting because he's so. Yeah, he's so Same. like, he's just kind of like, uh, he's like your grandmother that you like walk around now at like 90 years old where, you know, that she just waves to shit and is constantly confused by stuff. Uh, but sure enough, he was there singing and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that was it. So, you know, great segue from uh, Brian Wilson into the two movies that we're going to cover today. Um, you know, <laughs> pieces. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just figured anything's a great segue to these two. You know, you could always sure. uh, six degree. I'm sure there is a six degrees of separation from Brian Wilson to pieces in the mutilator. Um, this was a hell of a double feature. 
These yep, ones right? work very well together. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, unbelievable. So this is one of those episodes where, you know, we'll we'll throw on our, our Siskel and Ebert hat and we'll just sit, you know, like in the King's Theater, you know, up in the balcony and talk about these two things. Uh, they, in the heyday, I, well, 82 for pieces, which was, I mean, I guess you could say heyday of VHS, but I feel like 84 for the Mutilator was was more of the heyday. Um, Mm -hmm. these are two movies that, you know, you, you would never have known existed if it wasn't for VHS and that era of like, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, you, you see the, the cover art to the mutilator or pieces, it's pretty eye catching, regardless of how terrible these movies are. You see Mm -hmm. like that, that VHS cover and like, boy. I don't know what your relationship with these two movies were prior to this, you know, like a uh, deep dive. Uh, but I, I had. So, man, it, before I get into it, how, how did you stumble on these two movies like before the episode? Well, I mean, yeah, the the VHS big boxes are burnt into my memory pieces. When I was a young lad, just getting into the slasher flicks or whatever, we saw this one pretty early on, me and my friends. And it was like, it was a moment, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was as gory as a, a film as I had seen up to that point, you know? And uh, a lot of TNA. And, uh, you know, it was a teenage, uh, it was perfection. We saw it several times, like yeah. a lot. And, uh, and uh, the other one, I re- totally remember seeing the box and the tagline, whatever. It's got a funny tagline, Mutilator, something like uh, by hook, by sword, bye yeah. bye, or some yeah. shit, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. I never rented it. I don't know. I don't know why it just, I never had it in VHS back in the day. So both these films, if anyone's interested, are both on Shutter with given the Joe Bob treatment. So forgive me too if I mention anything that that he says or whatever. But just when he showed it, uh, The Mutilator recently was the first time I had watched it uh, ever. So And I stopped it like 10 minutes in. And I was like, I'm going to wait, talk to you and see if you want to do a double feature (laughs) and then go back and take notes on this because I can already tell this is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah, okay, so Pieces, right? Uh, Pieces was something that I actually owned on VHS. I actually owned it on VHS. And certain movies were horrifying as a kid. Like, we all loved Halloween. We all loved Michael Myers, uh, uh, you know, Friday the 13th, Freddy. These movies seem like the godfather compared to, like, Pieces. Especially even in, in like, the... just, just you know what you could latch onto as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. You watch pieces, and the gore and the violence in it is almost like it was almost like a little too much. Like where we're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like this is like super. It was like extra mean spirited. It didn't really feel like I don't know. There was something a little extra about it, and I just remember pieces was one of those movies. I remember too. I think it was like an X rating, too. If I remember the the VHS, they got an NR or one of those. I think they did where they didn't give it an X, but they got it like a no rated or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, you you got your feet wet with Friday the Thirteenth and 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 Halloween, and they were scary to you as a, as a young kid or whatever. But then this was some like next level shit that made those you still like those movies, but you're like, oh, this this genre can get even like yeah. more fucked up. It's like when you it's like when you listen to like, you know, kill them all and you're like, this is cool. And then somebody gives you like a fucking like a napalm death (laughs) record. And you're like, oh, wow, this is like, (laughs) you know, and it served its purpose, like the brutality of it all. Like whenever you would like it's like, oh, you've never seen pieces. And then you put it on and, you know, as a kid and and you watch it. Yeah. The mutilator. Shout out to every fucking queen's video store on the planet growing up this movie we rented me and my cousins rented all the time it was like a go-to i i don't even like i have no idea like like i'm like a fucking child like a fucking child 
Uh, I remember my dad telling the video owner in uh, Belrose, Queens. He's like, oh, yeah, let him write whatever he wants. And I would just rent these movies. And they were like, yeah, whatever. His dad, like, all, all my dad needed to say was like, yeah, that's cool. And like back then, no yeah. one cared. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. Nah. <laughs> your, like, your dad could send you to the store for cigarettes. As and, a little child, yeah. like a 10-year-old, you could buy yeah. cigarettes for your parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one day, you know, I'm going to I'm going to detour real quick. Speaking of that, in that same neighborhood, my dad must have been like hung over, drunk, whatever. And he he told me to go get groceries. And I'll never forget, like I went to this. So we lived off like a highway and like it was like a pretty decent walk. And I get all this shit. And I remember I I had two heavy bags to carry. Yo, I'm I couldn't have been more than like seven. I'm talking mm. about like, like I and then the bags broke and they were so heavy. And I just left it there. <laughs> and when I just came back, I'm like, I couldn't bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like one of the first times I ever disappointed him. You know, he picked me up and he smacked me in the face. You know, smacked oh, me, shook me, and he's like, "You could act like a man." Uh, and that's it. And that that's how I learned that you basically always come back with groceries. But the mutilator, yeah. um, maybe in comparison, just seems sillier enough, you know. And once we get into it, like we'll do that second, just because I feel like there's so much more to talk about with the mutilator because it's just the everything, everything ridiculous about it. So I think like maybe the characters, um, being more in tune with what we're used to seeing in slasher movies and like the killer yeah. the killer being like pretty visible um you know i i think we just embrace that a little bit more pieces was like you know the shit that you know, sure and it's also an american made feature versus yeah. pieces had the you know shot in spain but it's supposed to be boston shot by a director who'd never been to america at that Point. never been and to america like, and written by like uh, uh an italian guy which makes sense like when you it seems yeah. like like it's pretty giallo-ish you know when you watch pieces i feel like you know like yeah with, with the identity hidden and all that other shit oh it's like it's a whodunit slasher yeah. thing <laughs> with did, the most obvious <laughs> the red herrings are like beating you over the head like yeah with how you know obvious they make certain yeah. Like the dude who was Bluto and Popeye, I can't remember his name. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Let's. So I, 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 uh, yeah. So like that's what it was. It was just easier to embrace. But but pieces, sure. pieces is the one that you 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 pull out. It's it's almost like what a Serbian film is. You know where you're like, yeah. Oh, you like this? Check this out. Yeah. Uh, pieces was that in in 1982, and it was uh, it, it so these two movies. I tried to explain it to my girlfriend why I was watching them again. And I said, they're really terrible movies. They're terrible. They're unbelievably bad movies. But in, in the, the, the grand scheme of like horror and what you want in an 80s slasher movies, they're classics. They're unbelievably yeah. classic horror movies, but they're just not really good movies. You this know? is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Hands down. Yeah, like yeah. for life. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> very good stuff. You like like you mentioned, like Joe Bob has both of them, and I, I feel like they're both up on Tubi for all you all you cheapskates that don't want to drop. They're that probably on box. every free. I think. Yeah, freebie Tubi. <laughs> yeah, I don't think these are like high licensing. Uh, no items. Um. But. Yeah. So so pieces in, in the very beginning. Uh. Like how do how do we describe this movie? Um, uh, just like a, a young kid. Well, I tell you, both films, both films, a mother <laughs> killed a mother yeah. before the credits. Yeah. Before the credits even roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, honestly, I totally forgot about like that connection, but really? yeah, very much so. Uh, the first one. So pieces like, uh, I, I guess it's just like, even like the, like the cinematography of it all. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching like somebody's home video of like yeah. just pure nonsense. Uh, and it, moms is not very happy with this, like, you know, puzzle that this guy, that this kid is making. And that's where it kind of kicks off, you know, like he, 
uh, I guess his mom kind of makes him feel like a perv, and then he like you know hits her with the axe and all that other stuff. Hides in the closet, and and then from there, so like I mean, like what do you want to say? Like I guess like the the killer is like hidden, right? It's 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 like you said, it's like a who done it, and yeah. Uh, they're going to throw out these cat and spoil alert if nobody's seen these movies in the past, you know, 40 years. years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, is it the principal guy? Is it this teacher who's wearing a jacket that looks like like a pulse? Like my grandmother's upholstered couch. <laughs> yes. And all these teenage girls are sweating this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like this professor guy. You got Bluto. From that's what I'm gonna call him. He's it's a character actor that you've Paul, seen in a million things. Paul Paul L. Smith. Yes, who I I got the DVD, the Blu-ray DVD from the library of pieces, and uh, they have interviews with him and all. It seems like a really nice guy or whatever, but outstanding. Uh, I don't know who put it out if it's Vinegar Syndrome or um, Shout Factory, but anyway, nice DVD. But. And he's he's out there side eyeing like every every shot of that guy. He looks like angry as fuck. Like he couldn't be more of an obvious like could this be the killer kind of thing. Well, you so know? you know, like I I know I gave us like seven questions to to answer about this stuff, so we could go through the plot plot of the movie that way. So uh, favorite character for me, uh, I'll just mention that's the first question. Paul L. Smith, he plays Willard, because like you mentioned, like like. <laughs> This movie is trying to convince you everyone's the killer, but he's really. Oh, he's selling it hard. He's selling. I, you know, if you watch the movie close enough, I feel like he's just like, yo, what the fuck am I doing here? Because he seems like he's laughing through everything because I I heard it was like a favor. Right. Joe Bob said it was like a favor to like the director or someone like that, like where he was just like, hey, can you be in this movie? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So to to me, my favorite character through the whole movie, maybe the attachment that I have to Popeye, you know, he's just that's what he is to me. Bluto. Um, But he's just every scene he's in deals it. Because he's so ridiculous yeah. in it. He the girl laying with... out sunbathing and he's got like what the chainsaw, chainsaw out of him. Yeah. Just like staring at him. Yeah. Like yeah. ice grilling her. Uh and then like some girl like gets killed at the pool and shit, and he walks in with like fucking garden shears. Like I love that. Walk <laughs> like he's literally just walking in with garden shears, like walking around and stuff like that. So to that me, thing, and we we jump around, but you mentioned that pool scene. <laughs> I love that pool scene so much because the chainsaw is laying there, and somehow the cops bring in the 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 professor to yes. get his input on here, and he says even a layman could see this was done with a chain. The chainsaw, the bloody chainsaw's left right by the corpse. They're like, could you tell us what and, did and, this? And then they they try to fucking red herring it again with him because. He was just like, hey, don't touch that. You just destroyed evidence. And he's like, oh, OK, like just like dumb shit like that. But it's fucking so great. So, yeah, Paul L. Smith is my favorite character of this movie. I don't know if you have totally one. agreed. Yeah, I'm with you on that. On that one. OK. Yeah. Uh, so then we have least favorite character. Um, I'll tell you who my least favorite character is. The guy that's getting laid all the time. Uh, his name in the movie is Kendall. Uh, man, I, I mean, I guess you're supposed to hate him, but he's just such a fucking dork. And uh, it's almost like you're begging for him to get killed through the whole fucking movie. So that well, would they, be my... They deputize that kid, too. They're yeah, like, he the cops to, there, he just be... anybody who want, you know, anybody want to like get in on this? Like the teacher over here? <laughs> well, because they, they were, yeah, he was like, I shouldn't be counting on you, but I'm counting on you. Like, like the, the fucking like head detective. <laughs> it's just like, really? It's like, uh, you, you have this fucking guy bumbling around and stuff like that. So, uh, he's... yeah, I hated, I hated his friend, uh, that, that nerd, the nerd who, uh, you know, like after he, he strikes out with Linda Day George and that kid comes out of nowhere with the mask and says Casanova and blows that raspberry on him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was this? There's a lot of there's a lot of like I, there's a lot of that with these movies. You know what it is? Maybe like editing 
you know, when you watch these two movies in particular, you do realize the importance of like a good editor or like things sure. that just don't make sense because like it, characters just pop up out of nowhere, say something, and then they disappear. And you're just like, what is going on right now? So, yeah. It's felt like a, a lot of Italian film. I'm not a Giallo fan at all. Like, I'm I think not. it's the silliest shit. I don't even understand how people give it such high praise because it's 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 always laughable always and the yeah. dub they're always dubbed dubs are always funny they never make sense it makes everything the acting all shitty and i think a lot of the italian films and fulci's my dude i like fulci films the best but even they seem to have a bit of like as far as editing go like ah, just leave that in <laughs> just just fuck it it's already done moving yeah. on it's know? a it's a perfect it's a perfect <laughs> Um, so one of the questions I asked too also was, uh, who gave it their all? You know, these two movies are, are arguably, you know, pretty funny or terrible in their own way, but like, who's the one person in here that was just giving it their all? And for me, it's, uh, uh, fucking, uh, Christopher George. Love yeah. that guy. That guy was in the Exterminator. That guy was sure. in uh God, I forgot what else he was in. I'm gonna look it up because he's been yeah, in he worked. Shit. He worked a lot. So I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh and all B shit pretty much, right? He never had a did he have a moment? <laughs> a moment. Ever? Him and, mm -hmm. and Linda Day George, that was his wife, right? The, yeah. The tennis pro that happens to work at the police station. Uh, City of the Living Dead. That's the other one I was thinking of. Like, why did they make her a tennis pro? Oh, you know who? What else he was in that I loved him in? Enter the What's Ninja. That? Enter the Ninja. Oh shit! Yeah, he was like the main bad guy. Yeah, man, he's been in. Yo, I, honestly, this guy's been in some shit like Mortuary. Yeah, he so so you know I, I I could understand why he gave it his all, and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's it, it's kind of like uh, what Nicolas Cage did for like the last you know like twenty years. Like you see him pop up in a movie, and you're just like, this movie's kind of terrible, but it has Nicolas Cage. So I'm sure, sure people back. He's in almost the day, starting to 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 like go the other way though. Like I like the film last year, the unbearable. You know, way the oh, massive talent yeah. that, and I watched Renfield last night. Great time! I had a great oh, time yeah? watching that shit. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't notice that that it hit Peacock. So it's on I, Peacock. It's on DVD. Uh, um, but yeah, a good time. But anyway, I digress. Like, uh, well, to, to to jump on my uh, actor that was giving it all, I'm going to go to his wife, Linda Day George, selling that. I mean, one of the greatest lines I've ever heard that, that, that her yelling bastards. I mean, is there anything better than her no. yelling bastards at the top of her lungs? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so bad, but it's so great. But that is that is like the the the, you know, when you watch a movie like this, I don't know. what <laughs> You think of two things. Uh, and I'm going to mention that here because I'm going to say best bit of direction, which is the fourth. It's the uh, the fourth question. And I'm just picturing that director out of his fucking mind. And she's yelling bastard. And he's like, again, again. And she keeps. Yeah, it's so perfect because it's it's one of those things that when you watch movies like this, like you, you really embrace like the stupidity of it. And also for me, for 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 that question. Bruce Le. <laughs> so well, yes, yeah, I'm gonna definitely touch on that one. Yeah, so sure. he's like, you know, like just pops up out of nowhere, like kung fu fights someone, and then says well, something about eating bad chop suey, which is just like so over. Like I, I can't even comprehend what it is, but it's 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 moments like this in these movies that just give you like something extra that something so memorable like when you watch this with a crowd or a yeah. midnight screening these are the things perfect. that people wait for this <laughs> is perfect for that shit but that, that, that when you had said you, you were going to ask the the most what the fuck moment yeah. that bruce lay uh scene 
is for me because it's just like out of nowhere we're gonna we're gonna have like a kung fu scene. Yeah, he's gonna like throwing all his moves out. This other kid, oh, that's just so and so, my my kung fu teacher. Yeah, and then, like walks off like so unnecessary, so for. And then that's a whole story Joe Bob could give you if you watch the thing. I think somebody he because all the you know the all the Bruce Lee imitators that were around Bruce Lai and Bruce Lay and whatever and. For some reason, I think the producer wanted to get him in a film or one of those kind of things. That's why it's only like, what is it? If that if it's like a 45 second or, or a minute, it's it's you know, but that's insane. Yeah, and but, the chop suey line, that's just but that's the place. yeah, it it was the beauty of of making a movie and somebody be, being like, Hey, can my friend be in it? And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, sure, he could be, you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> like if I was around back then, and I, you know, he'd be like, sure, uh, can you play guitar? I'm like, I can. And then I'll just sit. They wrote down. it in like that morning, like, all right, you yeah. know, he's gonna try to kick this girl. This guy's gonna come out. Then yeah. they're gonna friendly, friendly, like say goodbye. Um. So what about? What was your what the fuck moment? My what the yeah, fuck? That moment. was mine. So yeah. my what the fuck moment for me um is the um so it's like the sequence right it's a sequence of like um trying to remember like they're he you know the killer is like chasing this girl through you know the school and then he gets her maybe it's in the shower right and then but the whole thing is like this buildup of like uh this music that sounds like it's yeah it sounds like the music. We're, from we're, my- we're touching on all like because this is going to be my favorite kill actually too. So okay. yeah, it, it's it, she's she's playing Linda Day George in tennis. Yeah, who's a yeah. tennis? She's a tennis pro. Works at the police station. She didn't need yeah. to be a tennis pro. Well, I don't know. And then she's undercover at the school. They're done with the match. The girl goes to take a shower. Yeah, this is you know I remember this scene as a young man. And uh, and then yes, they're playing a marching band. But like it's John a, it, it, it's, it's, Bennett, I was I, I described it as like the wedding scene in The Godfather because that's what it sounded like. It just sounded like that. <laughs> it just sounded like that type of music. Yeah. Um, and it's so almost like I want to say distracting through what's going yeah. on because it just doesn't even fit whatsoever. And then the, the that that music lingers on for like the next scene. It just doesn't go. It's almost like no. they, they broke the knob off. But uh, just that that sequence in particular was so great because they were trying to. They were trying to, like, create something, maybe like some sort of like, you know, uh, just like the scene. And and uh, he probably, you know, if we asked the director, I would guarantee you he'd probably say this is his favorite scene. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. Well, but also, everything beautiful that, that we're just talking about it. Um, yeah, because it's my favorite kill, and I'll bounce back on that. Because uh, well, Bluto makes an appearance because they're going <laughs> to shut the music off, and then Linda Day George is so mad that they missed the kill because of the music, and that's when she gives the bastards line. I mean, this was the perfect sea of yeah. shitstorm. And yeah. talk about giving it all. The girl pissed her pants when when they come and hit with the chainsaw. And supposedly they got too close with the chainsaw, and she really pissed her pants why the camera was already at the ready in her crotch to give that up close to her pissing her pants. You got to wonder, or maybe they always had a crotch cam on set with the other cam who knows, but yeah, the, the, it crashes through the stall door and cuts her torso, you know, just leaves her sitting there. And yeah, I always remember it. That was a particularly gory kill. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you don't see stuff like that. And uh, I mean, the effects look great. You watch it and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't sure. know what I don't know what that looks like genuinely. But, uh, you know, you convinced <laughs> me that it's kind of weird. But it, yeah. it, it's funny. You take a sequence like this um, and then you take like a Tarantino or a Scorsese, like like, the, you know, the end of like Scorsese films, like where there's that music and, and sure. you know, like Layla's playing and everything's happening. Uh, and then you watch something like this, which is on the complete opposite spectrum of like, you know, I, I just absolutely terrible. <laughs> Every well, part of it. While we're it, mentioning that, that song and how terrible it was, like, I got to say, though, the main theme to this uh, to this film by it's listed by Cam 
as far as the soundtrack goes, which is seen as a group of guys. And Fabio Fritzi's in it, who I think was in Goblin. I don't know. I don't remember. But it's got that one thing the Italians did right, though. Great scores uh, um, in their horror films and giallos. And I love the theme. They overuse it, the theme, to in pieces. But I love the music and, and the main theme. Um, so you give your best kill. Um, so we're going to wrap this movie up because my best kill is actually the ending. Um, as a kid, there's certain, mm. that, there's certain things that stayed with you. And I, one of the things that stayed with me about this movie was the very ending. So, so really the killer is trying to piece together, you know, like he had the, the jigsaw. Because I think originally mm-hmm. the script was called Jigsaw. So he was taking bits and pieces of women and sewing them together. So like when that yeah, the dialogue, when that guy like, you know, mistakenly puts his hand on the fucking like, you know, a wall thing or whatever. Maybe it was like a some sort of like office. There's, there's a bookcase that. Oh, yeah. Maybe door, it was like a like bookcase. Some Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah. And then you see this actual like sewn together woman. Whoa. Yeah. That was a lot. I mean, she was smiling through the whole scene, which which definitely alleviated some of the pressure. But uh, and then like she had so, that off colored dead yeah. person skin. They did pretty nicely. They yeah. did very nicely. But like my favorite kill was just uh, when they get to Kendall. Um, this per- this sewn together <laughs> person comes to life and slashes his dick and then yeah. squeezes his nuts and. Uh, you know, wow, and how? That's a how? lot. That's a lot. Is is like a I? Who knows how old I was? It becomes a supernatural film in the last like yeah. couple of seconds. <laughs> how would that, that happen? <laughs> but I love it because everybody like after what, Carrie came out in seventy eight, so many people wanted that Carrie ending, and they gave you two. They gave you the bookshelf when the corpse falls out when you thought everything was cool, and then you just when you think it's cool, they give you another Carrie ending when she rips his balls off. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what I like? So everyone did the one up, you know, like when you watch these movies as a kid, you're like, oh, this isn't it's not over. It's not over yet. No. They're going to come back, you know, and they yeah. they always did. They always gave me that comeback. So that's cool. Um, and I, I read just a little, you know, you never know how accurate everything is. But according to IMDb, a budget of three hundred thousand for this film, which could be possible. And it yeah. lists a gro- uh, a worldwide gross, I guess, up to this point of two million, over two million dollars. So if that is accurate, what a success! Listen, it's <laughs> it's a fun thing to watch with a crowd, especially Big people time. that have never seen it. It's it's got enough what the fuck comedy to it, um, mm-hmm. and and the violence, like once. Once everyone's laughing at certain parts of the dialogue and how silly it is, when the mm. violence comes, the violence is pretty hard. It's a pretty hard fucking turn where it's enough to keep you. You're like, whoa, holy shit. Uh, yeah, this is be a home run to screen. The two of these together screened in an audience full of people who haven't seen it or have seen it would probably yeah. say the bastards line along with the screen on some Rocky Horror shit. I mean, this this would be a good time. These yeah, two together. We, we, we got to make that happen. So uh, the last thing, uh, should it be remade or not? Well, I mean, I say why not at this point? You know, because it's not like some people that are so against remakes, it's like and I used to have my moment or so, but it's not it's not like they come to your house and destroy your original copy and you never could see it again. Like if you don't like it, you don't like it. Now, if you did do it, you can't purposely go for camp. Camp is a perfect accident that happens for that kind of humor where they think they're doing something good. So the angle you'd almost have to take is like try to make it maybe like legit scary or serious or something, maybe to go that way with it. Um, camp is accidental think? camp is accidental yeah. like you said and and when people try to do like a sharknado or stuff like that where it's so purposeful it, it falls flat every single time because it's yeah. like nah it you it then just it's just bad then it's just bad like yeah, yeah. it's just plain bad this like, is bad but great yeah like, like you're the, just bad <laughs> the, dire- the director in 82 or 81, probably when he made it, was probably thinking he was making the greatest thing ever. You know? Oh, yeah. 
Um, so for me, I, I, I say yes, but I, I think the remake has already been made. The movie May. Have you ever watched May? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I, sure. I, I feel like May, Angela Bettis. Yeah. May took this approach and I feel like they really went deep with the concept of why she wanted to do that piece together these things you know she had such a self-esteem issue with her like lazy eye and all this other stuff trying to make like connections with people uh and when you think of the ending it's kind of similar you know and, and i think may is that's a good point like when i like when i finally saw may i was like yo this is like pieces like because of what she's doing and how it ended and all this other stuff but may is just Unbelievable. A movie that I ignored for a long time. And when I finally watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is good. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. But yeah. I tell you what, too, and it might work perfectly in this day and age. Redo pieces, make it serious, and have the girl be putting together a guy. A corpse, puzzle, whatever. Yeah. You know, she can yeah. cut his Johnson off, whatever, attach <laughs> that. And at the end, he rips her badge off or something. Like, yeah. uh, you <laughs> might have to lay that one off. But you could totally... <laughs> Whip it that way or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, so pieces completely recommended if you've never seen it. So, uh, wow. Thumbs up. Let's talk about The Mutilator. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about a movie that just starts off? Like, it's funny because it, <laughs> you watch it and you're like, oh, wow, this movie's going to be serious and crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, lady, like, you know, she was like baking a cake. I guess it was somebody's birthday. And the father's, kids, yeah, the father. Okay, and then the kids, you know, her son's playing with a gun in like the next room. Accidentally, he's, he's cleaning the rifles for him for his birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Um. So accidentally shoots his mom, which I mean can happen. Like you're like, holy shit! Like this is crazy. Accidentally shoots his mom. Dad comes home, and he starts, you know, uh, being very upset and crying. And, uh, you know, that's the father and the son, their grieving process was very interesting. You know, yeah, the son wasn't nobody was really crying. <laughs> Everyone didn't look either, you know, and the father's initial reaction was just like, I'm going to fuck this kid up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what? Like, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe they still had that sexual chemistry at that point. It's like, who, <laughs> who am I fucking now? Fuck this and kid. And drags the mother into the room. Give her a, a drink. Pours so, some whiskey down his throat. Listen, so, right? So you're you're sitting there and you you're watching this kind of like traumatizing scene where you're like, wow. Yeah. And then it just like tonally shifts to like kids hanging out, like these like college kids hanging out at a bar. It's like, oh, like, what are we going to do? This was before smartphones and the internet, so I guess everyone was bored. They had no idea yeah. what to do. During like, fall oh. break, which I don't yeah. even think exists, to be honest with you. <laughs> they just made that up. They're like, spring break? Nah, I can't. It's fall. All right, fall yeah. break. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So they just, they're, they're like just hanging out, and it's like obviously the the, the son who's grown up now. And when it goes to like the opening credit scene, it, which lasts about what five minutes, I think, like it's just this, oh, it's yeah, it's 100%. this ongoing thing. Like I, the tonal change because of the theme song is like something you can't. I can't even wrap my head around that tonal change. That that theme song is amazing. And uh, and and what I love about it too, the the fall break song, because they were originally going to call the film Fall Break, that didn't, you know, test as well. I didn't think that was a good idea, so they went with the Mutilator or whatever. But I love that they left the same title card. It still says Fall Break, yeah, on the screen, even though it's yeah. officially become the Mutilator. Doesn't um, matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and that song <laughs> is amazing, and that's funny. You know, because this movie, too, you know you're in for something. When when you look at uh, all at the IMDb page and all the actors, their their photo is like a scene from the movie, The Mutilator. Like, okay, or, 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 not, or nothing. Or nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this guy that did the song Fall Break, I guess he must be um, 
with like Abel Ferrara. Excuse my phone ringing. Because, Jesus, hold. On. Um, my because he did ringing. music for uh, Miss Forty Five oh, in New York. I didn't a know a whole that. bunch of Abel Ferrara films. So there must be Driller Killer. He did music for. I'm sure they're not at all as catchy as Fall Break, but uh, he was the only one I saw that seemed to. So he must have some Abel Ferrara connection. But yeah, no one else did anything like like maybe like the no. character Mark Mittler did some movies. Um, now the killer, um, his name's Jack Cat Cat Catham. He was credited mm. in the Whoopi Goldberg Frank Langella movie um, Eddie, but. I don't know. He must have been like, yeah. he must have been like an extra. Like, I, he must have just been sitting. Yeah. Because Guy in crowd number two. I went through all 178 characters. I was obsessed. I was like, I got to see him credited as something. And he wasn't. So I just thought it was funny. So, uh, but so a, a, anyway, listen, the, the point of this is like, he gets a call from his dad and he like has to go like turn off the, the heater for the winter yeah. yeah so that's where it starts and uh there's really no mystery to anything they don't try to hide the killer's identity like at all like there is just like okay well your yeah. dad your dad's a killer and then that's they that. show the dad many times you already know and then the great maybe one of the greatest things i've ever seen in a movie uh <laughs> first get to the house and the kids pick up the picture of that guy laying there with the bloody the corpse that his dad ran him over with a boat or whatever yeah and he has a picture of the corpse hanging on the wall and nobody follows up with another question <laughs> like why does your dad have this fucking picture hanging on the wall like oh, all right he just put it down you know what i mean like he what the fuck yeah i guess like that's his hunting house and like i guess like maybe his dad like his dad waited till he what graduated college or something to basically start doing this yeah. stuff. Uh, and then from there. So what I remember about the mutilator for me personally was just the brutality. The effects mm -hmm. were killer. Um, as a kid, I didn't really pay attention much to like it was almost like watching Final Destination where you watch these movies just because, you know, they're going to get killed in a cool way. And that's what the movie was to me. It was just like, okay, like this is kind of like a slasher movie. Um, he was like the the killer was like interesting enough looking. Like he just, you know, he looked like like a mobster in another movie. You know what I mean? Like he just he had did he did had some yeah. cool weapons too. The you know that battle axe he's walking around with and shit, you which know? is very bizarre. I I couldn't really figure out like where that came into play, like uh, like why they picked that, but um. The yeah. battle axe thing was like really, really fucking funny for sure. Like it wasn't like it was just, it was like a like Conan fucking axe or something. Like it was just like so ridiculous. Um, and then so so that's really it. Like that that's kind of like the whole movie is just them going to this house, and then he kind of kills them. And I love in the very like the first couple of kills. Is uh, he's like swimming in a pool with with the two first people to to go. Yeah, that blonde dude and that girl playing some stupid Marco Polo game, basically. <laughs> somehow, some, somehow, all three of them are in a pool, and, like... and he sneaks into the water somehow. They're under the water so long, <laughs> and waiting there to drown this girl. Yeah, well, and, and like he, like when he gets out of the pool, I guess, like he walks out of the pool with this girl, and he's got like shorts on. <laughs> you see his legs. I'm thinking, like, okay, like that's interesting, right? So she's gone, and uh, one of the, you know, when it comes to like favorite character, uh, for me, uh, nothing beats Big Ed, who's the killer, because he's ridiculous. Oh yeah. He's, he's 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 the best part of the movie because everyone else is pretty forgettable. Those and, kids are so annoying. Yeah, he's the only choice. Right. Um another funny scene too was like uh I I guess like the 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 one kid was like the comedian. like I felt like he was like the comedian in the movie. And the he's redhead. like uh 
uh, yeah, he's like talking to like the black dude who's selling them alcohol and he's like telling him like 10 percent, like just like, oh, this is discrimination. And like just like the dialogue is so absolutely absurd leading up into this. Right. So you I felt like it's pretty slow leading up to like these kills. But um, he is the best character, the killer. He kind of reminded me of like the killer in um, um, Slumber Party Massacre. They kind of had that like that same look, you know? Okay. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um. So we we both have him, right? Hundred percent. Yep. And then my least favorite is the guy that we were mentioning, which is <laughs> like, too, really <laughs> yeah. the blonde. Yeah, the blonde dude. Like I don't know what it is about like horror movies back then but like uh, these guys always talk to each other i guess yeah. that's what it is like they just like it's like oh my god like oh okay like what's going uh all right i see you i mean i don't see you it's like you're a fucking grown-ass man no one talks like that and that dude when he gets it he he gets that chainsaw to the belly and he takes like eight years to hit the ground he's got like <laughs> slow death <laughs> Yo, the editing on that. I, first of all, the kills. My favorite kill is everything. Every kill yeah. in this is great. Every kill is fucking great. That one's funny because of the editing, right? So yeah. you have the killer who's just like, I guess it's just like spraying him with like some sort of blood as sure. he's as he's holding this saw, and yeah. the other guy is just like going, oh, and he's like shaking his head. And like the two th things being edited together are so fucking funny, but then you actually watch the carnage and you're like, "Oh, this is really, this yeah. is good." Like it looked sure. like a lump of just like like you. I'm like, "Oh, I get why you're the mutilator," and he's like collects the the bodies, right? He puts like his trophies on there, but like so like the special effects guy is a guy named Mark Showstrom, who you probably don't know the name, but if you saw his face, you would know who he was uh do you know what he's done no nah. all right so i'm gonna tell you right now and also like the guy that that buddy cooper used to buddy cooper's the director so the guy yeah. that that buddy cooper used to buddy cooper actually played in the picture of that guy that the father ran over with the boat yeah he kept the picture of it that was buddy cooper well he's gotta throw throw himself in like that <laughs> like stephen king yeah. uh sure. but the guy that he co-wrote it with went on to work on like fucking the abyss, which is like, oh wow, can you imagine that? That's legit. <laughs> so this dude, Mark Showstrom, worked on the Beastmaster, Videodrome, Nightmare on Elm Street, one and okay. two, From Beyond, Evil Dead Two, fucking uh, Prince of Darkness, Phantasm Two, I mean Dick Tracy. Yeah, listen, you know, if you can make this shit happen on something with no budget, you're going to, you know what I mean? Like, people could take notice. Like, look what he did with this. Imagine if we gave him a couple of dollars. Well, I mean, that that, that guy's resume, like, he he has a hundred more. Uh, he, he's alive. I feel like definitely should reach out to him. So when I saw what he looked like, he was actually on um, the documentary Direct-to-Video. Oh, okay. I've seen that. So, so like, the Direct-to-Video yeah. 90s guy. Um, right. But anyway, so the guy who did his best job here, it, it, as far as acting, I went with Mark Mittler, who's the son, Little Ed. I feel like he, uh, out of everyone in the movie, he probably tried the hardest. We're in lockstep here so far, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry when you really think about it. It's got, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's the um, one, the only one with any semblance of... Uh, you know, so, trying. Uh, best. Now, was that that chainsaw with the blondie there? Uh, that was your favorite kill, or it wasn't your favorite? No, kill? everything. So my my favorite kill, to be honest with you, I picked every single one of them. Okay. Um, because they were. Because I went with the. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, they, I just picked all of them. So I, I mean, um. Yeah, just a, every kill in here was worth mentioning. Even the cop, the cop, the random cop. Oh, yeah. He got, he got the shit, like, fucking put through his fucking cheek. Oh, yeah. There's some good shit, some beheadings in there. Um, are you going to mention the harpoon? I have to or, go or the, with, I mean, that hook. was, 
the hook. Let me tell you, as someone who hadn't seen this film until recently, I was like, wow, yeah. that's like, that's some legendary shit right there. That is like, I've never seen that before or since. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Like that. that that's up there. With, like, people the don't know what we're talking about. He takes the, they introduce this hook earlier on and it's for, if you're fishing, fish comes up. It's a huge meat hook looking thing to, to hook the fish and grab it. So he has the girl laid down on the table. He inserts this hook very roughly into her holiest of holy spots out the into the stomach. And that shit is as savage as anything I've ever seen in my life. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. That was something else. It it you know when you you mention uh kills that's up there. You know, when you think of like Terrifier the saw in half, like mm-hmm. watching that that hook is yeah. like, you know, like just picture watching that as a kid. I watched that and I'm like, wow, this is fucking crazy. But I think that might be in my top 10 that I've ever seen. I so, gotta say. And I think that's what it is. So it's funny. You watch it as an adult. I watched it as a kid, you know, yeah. so it, it, as an adult, um, these are the things that, you know, make up for this movie that is just absolutely lacking. There's nothing. There's just. Kid accidentally kills mom, then goes to this house, and his dad yeah. kills all his friends, right? right? Um, the direction, all of this stuff is just uh you know, what I picked for at least what I saw like was the most memorable was maybe the ending, like the end sequence, you know, like where where um you know the dad's on top of the car and then like you know she backs up. Mm-hmm. I mean that whole ending scene is pretty fucking cool. Like yeah. that oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like the last 10 minutes of it what I do love about like certain things, you know, where you're like why would you do this? So the dad first of all no car started in the 80s for some reason. As soon as oh, you got God. in the car you're like 99 That sequence <laughs> of her trying to start the car was driving me like insane yeah. <laughs> the crying and he's yeah. just yelling at her start the car. Yeah, like and she's trying and she's crying yeah, and flooded like, the shit. engine, <laughs> right? So I mean, they could. I feel like they could have ran out <laughs> and, and gotten way further on foot. Yes. Yeah. Right. So the, the dad's on top of the car. He rips through like the convertible, and mm-hmm. he ha- he fucking ha- has this. You know that axe. He could kill two of them right there, but instead yeah. he takes his axe with his right hand and he moves it out of the way so he could stick his hand in and start yeah. choking the kid instead. Um, And then when she backed out and like, she fucking like um, crushed him against like, you know, the killer against like the, the brick wall. I love like the paramedic that just comes out of nowhere. Or maybe it was a cop. Was it a cop? Uh, it was a cop. I believe. Yeah. The guy, the guy was like, Hey, can you back up? Just like, where the fuck have you, like, where'd you come from? Like, she just did this and, like, that happened. And his, like, whole fucking, like, guts fucking, like, fall out. Yeah. And, uh, but true, you know, true to, like, you never know when someone's dead. You, you know, the, the guy, uh, you know, the, the, the cop gets close to the body and he has one last whack before he fucking Of course. Dies. How of great course. was that? He fucking, like, chops his fucking leg off and yo it's it, it was just great kills mixed in with like something that was you know like had the plot of like a schwarzenegger movie in 85 yeah the my um i have two my, the best as far as direction and worst the quick thing there was one shot of them going down the beach going it was a shot through a window this is gonna sound like ridiculous like i watched it like an art film with these curtains blowing and they were walking down the stairs. It was a perfectly symmetrical, beautiful shot that you could see in like a legit. And I remember thinking like, wow, that's a fucking great shot. That's perfectly executed. Like, and this, in this sea of shit, you know what I mean? And then the worst thing about the direction, man, this movie was dark. It was dark as shit, man. Like you couldn't see a lot of stuff going on. Like they did not money for lighting. Which is so funny because Buddy Cooper, apparently he was like a successful lawyer Mm -hmm. who liked movies. And I think his dad owned a drive-in or something. And that's why he Mm -hmm. made this movie. He just wanted to make a horror movie. Uh, And 
you know, South Carolina or North Carolina. I don't remember. South Carolina. I believe. No, I think it was North. I think it was North. And you know what I love about his production company? You know what the name of it is? Okay. Productions. Like, okay. <laughs> it's not that great. This isn't going to be that great. It's going to be okay. Know that. I, yeah. It's not going to be that good. All right. <laughs> so, uh, he has credits to his name. He has this one. He has the sequel, which we'll talk about now. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also the making of Fall Break, which, God, I don't know if it ever got finished. Oh, before, before we jump in that, though, one more uh, directed decision and uh, the decision of the film, too. The credits, the end credits. Oh, my is, God. It's like, You're is right. like a, a sitcom from the 90s. Like, they're That's... playing music and they got the blooper reel. And <laughs> like, what the Yo, fuck? That was an I, interesting choice. I, I forgot that was my what the fuck moment. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So my what the fuck moment was basically like you want to talk about direction. So like at the very ending, they're in the hospital. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, the 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 last two are staring out this window and it has this like dramatic music and like the sun comes mm-hmm. out and you're like, oh, my God. All right. So like just that direction piece was funny enough for me. So that, that, that was my pick. Uh, but then after everything it just turns into this like 19 like like hogan family like fucking outro it's like full house or something well you're like yo what the fuck like it's a blooper reel with the kid getting choked out <laughs> like, the only thing i was missing was like the benny hill music and like slide whistles yeah. maybe in there here and there well there <laughs> was that one scene all right so you remember another thing we'll bring up like when when the the redhead kid was was gonna bang that girl but he wanted to like lock up and she was like, hey, uh, I forgot what she tells him, but like uh, uh, maybe it was like a condom or something. I don't remember that she tells him like she basically she's going to show him her. Tits yeah, if like he goes and Oh, when yeah. oh, maybe she said and, it was he, like and they have fast forward and he fast forward. Like, yeah, uh, well, because you, you're talking about Be- it's Benny Hill. Like it was like a complete <laughs> Benny Hill moment in the middle of this movie. Like, I yeah. can't even imagine what that like. They're sitting there in post-production being like, oh, you know, it would be really cool. Right. <laughs> if you just like fast forwarded. to Like, I yeah. And it always and, and that in uh, that constant 80s theme of like any guy, like if a girl said they were going to like do anything sexual or, or hits were seen <laughs> like it was like their eyes are like yeah. that, they, they walk in the walls and like you know fall out of windows and shit that's like a- nobody's ever seen like that was the whole 80s man that's it it's like yeah it, like everyone was a virgin to like 23 for some reason and as soon as yeah. like somebody's like i'll show you my nipple he was like i'm out of here let's go you know, but uh, yeah, if 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 you're listening to this and you've never watched it and have no intentions on watching it, just watch the ending. Watch the ending credits. Yeah. of just like yeah. it's one of the most ridiculous tone sw- sh- switches like it just it's unreal. It's it's fucking nuts. It, it's almost like the, like Buddy was like this. I'm just doing this to amuse myself because like I would get that like he was like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, production. So. Uh, all right. So. I remember me, our, uh, you know, I guess buddy, Damien, and mm-hmm. my my other friend, Paul Travers, uh, that directed the movie Old 37. We talked about this movie, The Mutilator, and how ridiculous we thought it was, and how interesting it would be if somebody remade it. And it was like this pipe dream. But we're like, you know what? Like, maybe we should get in touch with Buddy Cooper. Like, what's he? Maybe he's not doing anything with it. And then it just kept snowballing and turning into this thing. And I think Paul reached out to him. And I think Buddy was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do anything with it. And a year later, they announced the sequel. And we were just like, what? We're like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was thinking about doing it and didn't want to give it up. We have no idea. But it was just like, it was just like the funniest thing because we're thinking like, here's a movie that's, I mean, you know, pretty fucking terrible, but maybe somebody could remake it and it'll be like, you know, like updated for, for like today and stuff like that. Uh, but we, we both just had love for it because we felt like, you know, like what we're doing now, it's just like ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous uh, movie that maybe could use a remake. You know, when people remake shit, it's like, you know, when you see, total recall remade 
or other movies, you're like, well, those movies are perfect. Why would you remake any of these things? And someone that's my biggest argument with the whole remake culture. It's like they don't take a movie like should, you know, like take that and, and redo it. You know that. Yeah, there's something there to work with. They didn't have any dough. They didn't have, you know, something. It was under. You couldn't execute the vision. Now CGI, this and that. Let's take that script and let's really make it something like to take seriously or something like uh, and take a film that's just, yeah, that you can't build anything on. It, it, yeah. it exists perfectly as is. And I get updating things too because, you know, like kids, young and other generations. You remember how did your dad, like my dad would put Westerns on or some shit. I'm like, ah, that's your shit. You know, yeah. I want my shit. You know? <laughs> I don't, yeah. You know I mean? can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, anytime I saw a Western, I'm like, holy shit. It's yeah. fucking brutal. But uh, yeah. so, yeah, that story went on. And next thing you know, like they announced a sequel. Uh, Damien's in the movie. And I, I don't know about the release date, but. uh. Yeah, I, I don't really know how you could have a sequel to this, to be honest with you. Maybe they sewed them back together. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure, you know, like I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know the premise. Or, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you have the main character that he has a child and then that child shoots his wife. <laughs> and then you know on. Yeah, it's like this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he uh mutilated the next generation. (laughs) When I was when I was younger, I shot your grandmother and then the young kid It's your birthright. You (laughs) you need to shoot my wife. Yeah. You know what? That'd be great if if he decided to take that direction. So I guess we're just Yeah, if anybody's listening and wants to use that idea, just DM me, hit me up. You know, we could (laughs) talk. We could I guess talk. we're. I guess we're gonna. Have this to serves wait. as a legal uh, recording of this that I came up with that concept. <laughs> we're gonna have to wait and see, but uh, yeah. Anyway, listen. Th- these are two really uh, ridiculous movies. Uh, if you've never seen them, I'm jealous because you get to experience them now. But it, even if it's been a long time since you've watched them, it, they're really good together. Uh, so I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe for the next horror hang, Rob Link, if you're listening, that would just... be wonderful. Oh God, if we could ever do a screening at a place again, yeah. like we, we've done in the past that this would be a home run. Although how many people actually even go? Well, <laughs> how many people know these films. I'll tell you this, like the screening sounds more doable than like going to like Rob Link's house and watching these two movies because, uh, they're, they're not, not so much a mutilator, but like, you know, the gratuitous violence towards actual women and pieces definitely might get a little uncomfortable to watch while we're all hanging out eating pizza. I don't know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that. Well, listen, maybe I think that they're both dated. like that. Pieces overall is like a whole film of that. And then Mutilator, that one kill alone with yeah. the fish hook is about as, yeah. as fucked up as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. hey. Be a sausage party, I guess. Well, I'll tell you this. The very last kill of pieces was, you know, a couple of grapes getting squashed. So it's uh, it all worked out in the end. It all worked out. So uh, cool. Hey, listen, uh, you've you've said it all. We have. Yeah. Go out and see these people. (laughs) Tonight I'm watching. um, I got a Blu-ray from the library of Bloodbeat. You ever Uh, heard of that? No, it's in. I believe it's going to be in the vein of Rocktober Blood or something like that. It's a music group wow. horror metal thing. I think I read about it in uh, in Mike McBeardo's book, The Heavy Metal Movies and stuff. I've been looking for for a while, so I'll be I'll be enjoying that tonight. I'll let you know how it is. Blood right. beat. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, man. I guess yeah, rock man. and roll. I'm gonna go do my thing. Word. <laughs>